This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I got a special product for my cannabis love in kings and queens. If you love a good pre-roll, a joint, you have that fresh cannabis, we want to make sure it's staying fresh. And so I'm thankful to have Integra Specialty Products here at the Low Life Podcast. Brings you plant-based solutions for top-tier cannabis storage and packaging with two-day humidity control packs. Ensure the freshness, potency, and quality of your cannabis with Boost plant-based solutions that only puts in pure water vapor into your dried-out buds. Ideal for flour, pre-roll, edibles, they offer harmonious balance of convenience and freshness. For more information, check them out at www.integraboost.com or at Integra Herbal on Instagram. Use code LOWLIFE at checkout for 15% off your next online purchase at www.integraboost.com. Welcome to a new episode of The Low Show. I'm your host, Lo Von Room. All right, let me just address the elephant in the room. This episode was supposed to come out on a Thursday, but I'm tardy for the party and I'm having it released on a Friday, which is today. Ugh, I always keep it 100% open and honest with you. So let me just start off by telling you this week was such a shit show. Oh my God. Excuses don't matter. I owe you guys an episode on a Thursday and I'm such a planner and I like my podcast to come out on time. I give the low lifers what they want. So my apologies, you know, this week, though, my God, between my laptop crashing, pretty much lost everything. Hopefully it can be recovered. Still working on that now. Uh, Deadlines that have to be met, trying to balance my styling business, doing some podcasting, throwing the holidays and tamale making. I was just a hot mess. (laughs) I was being pulled in many directions. And yeah, the episodes delayed. But silver lining, we have a great episode for you today. So Meg Donnelly is my guest and she's like a little sister to me been styling her for the last five years. So this 20-year-old has had such immense success starring in a Disney franchise and also having a hit series on a major network. It's just wild to me because when I was 20 years old, I was folding polos at an Abercrombie and Fitch with my little puka shell necklace and a bad spray tan. I mean, this girl's freaking dropping records and has millions of fans. And I just love that she remains true to herself, though. And it's no wonder she has all these little girls and boys and teenagers, thousands of these kids and teens who look up to her as a role model. So she comes on the show and we talk about life as an only child. She doesn't have siblings either. My fellow only child. Uh, We talk about navigating the entertainment industry at a young age. I mean, I've been in L.A. my whole life and she spent her formative years here, too. I mean, she's growing up in L.A., essentially on camera. I love her perspective on the industry, and I also love how she broke into the business. Of course, there's a lot of rejection, but she's experienced success, and she's remained humble, down-to-earth, and so kind-hearted. I I love getting to see life through someone else's lens, learning their perspective, seeing the ebbs and flows of how they do life, and today I got to do that. I just love Meg, love this episode, and I'm sure you're going to enjoy it too. So without further ado, let's get into the low show, shall we? All right, low lifers, before we just jump right into today's episode, it's time for a little ad moment. That's right. I got an ad for the show. We're staying afloat. Again, I'm never going to recommend something I don't personally use and I can't endorse and stand behind. And I always want to be transparent with you and yeah, let you know we got a new sponsor at the low show, BetterHelp. So this year it's been insane and scary for everybody. And I know people are feeling depressed, sad, anxious, stressed, and rightfully so. I'm feeling all of those things too, working through some things on my end, things coming at me from different angles. And I will say it felt really good to have someone to talk to, but even better that it's an actual licensed professional who will keep everything confidential and can give you unbiased guidance so that you can start to feel good. BetterHelp is a private online service that allows you to message a counselor at any time. You can do weekly video or phone session from the comfort of your bed. It's way more affordable than traditional counseling. And I love that they offer financial aid to help you out if you need it. Your physical health is important, of course, but let's not forget about our mental health queens. If you're ready to start living a happier life, you want to start making a change and just need someone to talk to that has actual help and guidance for you, as a lowlifer, as a listener, you're going to get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor, betterhelp.com slash low. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash low. All right, today 
I have a very special guest. She is a triple threat, as they like to call it in the industry. She is a singer, a dancer, an actress, who also happens to be a very dear friend of mine and a client. You might also recognize her from her role as Taylor, the tomboy badass teenager who drives her mom nuts in the ABC show American Housewives. And she stars alongside the hilarious Katie Mixon. God, I love her. She's so funny. If you have a son or daughter or a young person in your family, they will probably lose their shit because this queen is on the podcast today because she's also the star of the hit Disney franchise, Zombies. She's appeared in both zombie films, and I'm pretty sure you're getting ready to do a third one. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah, make that money, queen. Get that Disney coin. (laughs) In addition to theater acting, she's a very talented singer who just celebrated the one-year anniversary of her amazing album, Trust. She is an authentic, bilingual, beautiful soul who I absolutely adore. So let's give a very warm welcome to our very special guest today, Miss Meg freaking Donnelly. (laughs) Thank you for having me, Lo. I'm so excited. Uh, Okay, so we're here in uh, Meg's beautiful home and you're five minutes away from me, which is so nice. Amazing. God, it's so nice to live close to a client. So I've been tested for herpes. AIDS, I've had blood tests, Amazing. every test All you could imagine. Above. Yeah, <laughs> I am. Yeah, good and ready to go. Are you filming right now? Are you on set? Yes, I am. So you're getting tested all the time. Three days a week. That wow. straw is just going right up. Do the they nose. do the double straw into the nose? Thank God they don't. But I've gotten that and it like touches your brain a little bit. A little bit. Oh my. Do you, are you comfortable with it? Yeah, I feel like Automatic at this point. Tears. Yeah, I sneeze every single time. Oh yeah, I get yeah. the sneezes too. And I feel like they get mad. Every time. (laughs) (laughs) Do they do the blood test too? No. Just the nose swab. Yeah, just the nose swab. How is it being on set? Is it really weird right now? You're on a set for American Housewife. Mm -hmm. Is it really weird? Um, You know, since we've been working together for so long, it's been like five years. Like everyone's kind of just like, well, this is what we're going to do now. And like, since we're such a close family, we're like, all right, like we can get through this. You get along with everybody on set. Yes. Yeah. Everyone's so amazing. And all the crew, like camera grips, everything is all the same from the first season wow. since I've been like 15. So I want to start off by saying thank you for being here, Meg. Thank you. I love that you are not only a client, but I kind of look at you like a little sister to me. Yeah. You're totally my big brother. Yeah. 1, I feel like that. Yeah. And it, we've had this styling journey together, but I want to give have, a little background please. as to how we know each other. I, I was trying to story. So it's like five years ago. Yes. Five years ago. Yeah. Oh, my wow. God. Whoa. Yeah. And I, you're 20 years old. I am. But I feel like you're a very old soul. <laughs> yeah. And I'd say you're closer to mentally, I'd say mm-hmm. like a 46. That definitely makes sense. <laughs> I definitely. Yeah. No, it definitely makes sense. Young at heart, but an yeah. old soul. Yeah. <laughs> and I met you when you were, that means you're 15 years old. Yeah. And you came to my styling studio mm-hmm. and it was a super last minute situation. It was like midnight. That's right. Yeah. It was before the American Music Awards. Yes. Or that, I think it was no, the I American think it was. Yeah. AMAs. Or People, People's Choice Awards. One of those. It was the People's it Choice was Awards. It was People's Choice Awards. Yeah. And uh, Jordan. It was the black top and the uh, white so skirt. Cute. <laughs> Everything. Yeah. So Jordan, uh, your publicist. Mm-hmm. Are you still with Jordan? Yes. Yeah. Okay, great. I yeah. love her. She's amazing. She's the best. Persona PR. Persona, up. Shout out. <laughs> shout out. So I'm very close with Meg's publicist. Mm-hmm. And anyway, she ended up calling me and saying, I have this girl, Meg Donnelly. I think you're going to love her. And she needs to have a fitting. And this was at 10 p.m. And I was like, okay, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like we'll schedule it a couple weeks from now. She's like, no, I need it to be for like now mm-hmm. because the award show was the next day. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. It was. We didn't know, like, what a stylist was. We didn't even know what anything was. So she was just sending us to random showrooms in L.A. And my dad was, like, had no idea what was going on. So he would just drop me off. I would go in and try on dresses. And I would send her pictures, like, look at this. And she's like, that is the ugliest dress I've ever seen in my life. And I was like, oh, great. So I we went to, like, six of them. Wow. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like, you know how it works now. But there's all these showrooms in Los Angeles. There's, I think, hundreds of them. Mm -hmm. And how it works, because people always wonder, like, how do I get clothes? How does the Uh business work? Do I buy the stuff for my my clients? But I have relationships with all the showrooms. Mm -hmm. And I go in and I personally select the stuff. 
but it's through my vision of what I think would work best for you. Yeah. But the problem is when you cut those stylists out of it, which a lot of publicists do, mm -hmm. uh, just because if it's like a newer client or let's mm -hmm. say they haven't had time to vet a stylist that they feel comfortable with. There's a lot of reasons why. Of course. But I hate yeah. all of them <laughs> because I think that you should start off with a stylist. Totally. But yeah. they'll send talent. Uh, publicists will send talent directly to a showroom. Yeah. And the problem is the showrooms, the brands pay the showrooms. Mm -hmm. And that's how they stay afloat these yeah. brands mm -hmm. so the showrooms have the designer's best interest at heart mm -hmm. so when a, someone goes in even me when i go in sometimes they'll say oh my god this is amazing meg donnelly would love this dress and it's literal garbage <laughs> it's like the ugliest dress i'm like no, she no. Wouldn't. that's not cute at all but but they like really need a placement. They yeah. they get and then the more red carpet placements they get, or even if you wear it for Instagram or anything like that, mm -hmm. they get recognized through the brand, and then the brand gets happy. They get the retainer stays for the showroom, so yeah. it's all you know connected in that way. So it's tough because when you go in there and you're just looking at stuff, like they're gonna show you things or recommend things, and you I you can't trust it. No, no, you can't. Because it's all like advertisement. It's all. Well, you and know. they have the interest of the brand. So they're going to be course. like, oh, that looks amazing on yeah. you. Even if it's the worst. Trust nobody. Trust <laughs> nobody in this business. There's a couple showrooms that I'm super close with now. I have like my people mm -hmm. that I work with all the time. Mm -hmm. They're showroom directors. That's their title. Yeah. And even though they rep all these brands, they're very honest in saying, okay, this piece would work great. This one maybe yeah. doesn't. Now I'm comfortable because I've been styling for a decade, over yeah, a decade. Yeah. Uh, but. It's still, you still got to be careful. Of course. And even sometimes when I'm like, is this cute? And it's, and then I realize it's not, but because they're so affirming, like, oh my God, that is so chic. Yeah. You got to get that. Oh, you got to, <laughs> you got to try this on Meg. She's going to be obsessed. And I'm like, it's a garbage bag. Yeah. <laughs> fucking kill me. But anyway, so you were going to those showrooms and then Jordan called because they you weren't loving what you saw at the showroom. No. She wasn't loving it either, obviously. No, she wasn't. So then I was like, this might be cute. And she's like, Are you kidding me? Yeah. And I was like, oh, it was bad. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to high school prom anymore. Like this is an actual thing. So. Well, and getting getting dressed for a red carpet event is a little stressful. It's so stressful. On your own. Yeah. Just to do everything on your own. Hair thinning impacts a lot of us. In fact, over half of us will experience hair thinning at some point in our lives. It's not only common, it's normal. Join over 1 million people who are doing something about it with Nutrafol. I've been recommending it to my friends and family. I take it. My mama, the queen, takes it. Queen, you love yeah. it. Oh, yeah. I recommend it to my hairstylist. I recommend it to my sister-in-law and even my niece. We range in age from like 22 to 67. They're loving it. Yeah, they are. It's a great Mother's Day gift. Oh, I love it. It's amazing. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code LOWLIFE. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code lowlife. That's Nutrafol.com promo code lowlife. Oh, so Jordan calls me out of the blue and says, I have Meg. You'll probably love her. I think she'd be a good fit for you. And she has other stylists that she works with all the mm -hmm. time. I think mm -hmm. I'm one of her favorites because I've just for known sure. her for so long. Oh, yeah. So she said, Meg's going to come over tonight at like 1130 p.m. for a fitting. <laughs> And you'll meet her for the first mm -hmm. time. And I, I called the showroom that I was close. I'm still close to and said, listen, I have, I had your sizes. Jordan texted me your measurements and I did a little stalking on you on social media mm -hmm. to see like maybe what you're into, but you didn't have any red carpet images really posted. No. Cause I've never been to one. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Was that your first major red carpet? Yeah, it was. No. I swear to God. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Any other thing I went to, I just did my own. I literally just put on mascara and like my Whatever wrong dress. Outfit you yeah. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> tragic. Oh my God, mate. Wait, then am I like technically your first stylist? You are my first stylist. And only, and only stylist. stylist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sweet. <laughs> I didn't realize that. Uh, yeah. So, well, that's actually very impressive that your first 
red carpet, major red carpet was the People's Choice Awards because what yeah. a great event to go to. Insane. That's a big one. So I ended up going and getting some items and I, I was able to get like five or six that I thought were really cool. Mm-hmm. You ended up trying on this cute black crop top mm-hmm. with this beautiful skirt. Mm-hmm. high-waisted skirt that like flared out and it had this cool design on it. Yeah, it was so sick. We did a sleek ponytail. We I did a did. Chanel bag with Chanel jewelry. Yeah, and I had brown hair. I love you with brown hair. <laughs> Do you not love your brown hair? I kind of miss it sometimes. I think it's actually. so beautiful on you. Because you have piercing blue eyes. So, the, I mean, the blonde hair works because you look like an Icelandic beauty. <laughs> A rare Icelandic little bunny. Yeah, it's honestly funny because I never really realized growing up like how blonde my hair was and how my eyebrows literally don't match at all. I never really realized that. So your eyebrows are brown. Yeah. You don't dye them? No. Oh, I thought you did. No. They're Amazing. just, they're like this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is <laughs> they're just like, when I was little, like I started to notice it and I was like, oh my God. Your brows are incredible. Thank Did you. Did you ever not love your bold brows? Oh God. Yeah. When I was like 13, they started growing in. It was becoming like a unibrow thing because they were so bushy. Oh, and I literally, I took Frida razors, literally living yeah. my life. I remember taking razors and like shaving half of my eyebrow. I could find pictures from no. when I was, it was tragic. Yeah, I can send you a I'm picture. I'm so glad it grew back. Oh, yeah. And I was also like, I never went on to... So I had like half an eyebrow. I was literally snow white. I was so pale, like translucent. Wow. I just like, I don't tan. I just burn. What's your background, ethnicity-wise? Just like... A mixtration Just like white of... European. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, Caucasian. Yeah, I'm just like from the Caucasus Mountains. The Caucasus Mountains. <laughs> yeah. Little Europe. Irish maybe in yeah. there. Some I'm German. Actually, my dad's family is almost all Irish. So I just say I'm Irish. Also, my name is super Irish. Yeah, Donnelly. Like, yeah. Donnelly is so Irish. So my dad you is Irish. Leprechaun. My mom is Irish also. And, and like German. German. And German. And then my mom's mixed with like a bunch of like Czech, French. Yeah. Because your mom, your mom has uh, olive skin. Like she's tan. She tans so nice. Because Germans tan so nice. Do they? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Because my cousin Anna is German and Italian, and she her skin's beautiful. Yeah. Well, I think that's probably the Italian side. But you're right. Germans do. Because my dad, he is a German man, but he has a nice bronzy glow. Yeah. My dad and I just burn. Get nice and red. <laughs> We're pale and red. <laughs> yeah. But I love you. I think you look great with uh, translucent skin. Nicole Kidman vibes. Thanks. And the, sure, and the yeah. bold. You're a young Nicole Kidman. Yeah, and the brows I used to be so everything. conscious of it. For a visual for the listener, mm. I'm going to describe Meg Donnelly for you. <laughs> she is, because she described herself, she sounds like, she described like an albino. <laughs> yeah. Like you're not a little lab rat. But like sweating <laughs> and like eyes. being in the sun gives me so much anxiety. Isn't that so weird? <laughs> Yeah, I get it though. I like would rather be... live in an igloo. <laughs> just kidding. I like the yeah. sun. If I like the beach, it's cool. Yeah, but you don't turn brown. Just red. Just red. Yeah. Yeah. To describe you though, okay, so a young Brooke Shields <laughs> with the eyebrows. Oh, no. You've gotten oh, that. Oh, God. come on, Meg. The brows. It's definitely, <laughs> I'd say, and most people would compare you to one of my dear friends, Lucy Hale. You get, oh, I, yeah, I, yeah. whenever I style you, I get so many people that are like, Lucy, like that's her <laughs> sister. Because uh, you definitely could, I'd say a mixture between Brooke Shields, uh, a Lucy Hale with a splash of Margot Robbie. Oh my God. Yeah. That is so nice of you. It's oh my God. Completely accurate. When I was You're younger. You're a stunning queen. <laughs> Thank you. And you don't even know it, which is no. the most beautiful quality about you. You're, you're just like such a little. <laughs> little schmoo like, you know, <laughs> you're like so not aware of your beauty which is great so i love that you're an only child meg and yes. i feel like i have such a connection with fellow only children mm-hmm. i don't know i think it's a little only child's club and yeah you also don't seem like an only child i don't no why why do you say that you're just like really cool and like <laughs> down to earth or some and like so nice most aren't I don't know. They're the worst. You know, I you guess I'm too. an only child. Yeah. But you're down to earth, cool, easy to be around. You I share. I don't look at you like you're like yeah, selfish. Yeah, exactly. I think those are all, well. Uh, only children get a very bad rap. 
my mom was on the pod and she talked about it and she's like, there's no empirical data that shows yes, I that heard only that. children, they're actually the I, best. Because <laughs> I listened to your podcast and I yeah. heard that and I was like, yes, yes you're right. There true. isn't. We do get a bad rap at times. Yeah. I honestly think it has to do with the parenting, you know? A hundred percent. I literally think about them being older and I cry. I do too. You do too? I do. When I think about their funeral oh and I get God. so sad. Oh I, God, I get so sad too. I have had a full blown mental Me too. Break. I literally I, had one today. I was <laughs> I literally I walked on set and I was like uh uh, uh-huh. Like, I swear to God. What made, what triggered you to get sad about it? I don't know. Bill, randomly, I'll think of a song and I'll be like, mm-hmm. yeah, or like even a song like New Year's. I'm like, I have to spend it with my parents. That's what I think too. Right? I always think that way. There's this, I have a fear of losing my, I know it's Me too. inevitable. That, I mean, oh God, I don't even like to, I don't even like Me to talk neither. about it. No, I, I feel the same exact way. And I'm like, okay, I have to have kids very soon. So then they can like, <laughs> <laughs> so they can have their grandparents. Yeah. I know. It's so funny. But I think about it all the time. You're 20 and you're starting to have that. My parents are older. Yeah. Like, how am I old? I'm like, I want to go back to when I was like five. Yeah. I think that the pressure to have a family or even just the thought of having your losing your parents happens with every kid. Yeah. But only children who are closer with their parents. You're losing a sibling, a friend, a a mom, a dad. A support network. A supporter. You're losing so much in a parent. Yeah. You it's, are. It's really difficult. Because you only have them. Yeah. I would literally want to die with my mom. I'm going to go out literally, with her. Like, yeah. oh my God. And she goes, I'm gone too. One thousand percent. to find a new stylist, Meg. Yeah. I just can't. Low. Yeah. Out. You're going to have to find a new client. <laughs> yeah. I'm walking with them. Yeah. They're like, all right, see you. <laughs> I guess this is it, guys. I know. <laughs> and, my, and I don't know. Does your mom always joke about, well, my mom is like, for Christmas, for example, we have all these Christmas traditions mm-hmm. and she'll say, you know what? We have to enjoy these moments together because it could be our last Christmas. Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't know if that's a Hispanic mom thing or all your mom's <laughs> Caucasian. And if she does that, too. But my mom and her, my Nana did that. Her mom, like, it's a thing where yeah, got to enjoy it because this could be our last. You never know. Yeah. And she's not saying for her. Like, she you only live fully, once. You only live once. YOLO. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. but, but my mom thinks even like she could go or even I. She's like, who knows? It could be you. It could be me. Anyone yeah. could go at any point. So any moment. You just got to savor every moment together, which is true. But it's how much like Christmases have changed to. Yeah. Like makes me like. When you say what? Because of COVID-19? Well, yes. Or but also just in general, because when you grow up, it's such a different experience than it is now. You know what I mean? Like you don't believe in Santa anymore. Wait, Santa's not real. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Like 20 years old. Can you old. imagine I have a mental breakdown? Oh, <laughs> God. You've been so sheltered this whole time. Do you remember time. when you found out? I remember. Me too. But you do? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll share mine. You share yours. Please, okay. This is great because it's the holidays. Yeah. Let's talk about when we yeah, lost the it. magic of yeah. Christmas. <laughs> we found out none of it's real. When it all went to darkness. Really. So I remember I was nine years old uh-huh. and I was, I definitely believed in sand. I leave cookies out. Yeah. Carrots for the Carrots. reindeer. My, my dad, sure. Yeah. Almond milk or eggnog. <laughs> yeah. And my He's dad, uh huh. My dad <laughs> would go on the roof and he'd do the steps at the time. So it'd be no. like, Santa's on the roof. That's so sweet. And my mom would say, shh, you hear that? And then she'd do like, my dad would do the bells on top of the roof, like ding, ding, That's ding, so ding. Sweet. And then he'd have like stuff. I don't know what he used to make it sound like reindeer tracks. He was probably just break dancing up there. <laughs> but it, I was, I remember being in bed, my mom coming to lay with me. She's like, do you, I think, I think Santa's on the roof. And I got so excited. That is At so sweet. At one point I got so excited. I actually started to pee a little bit because I was like, <laughs> Santa. You uh, just like shit your pants. I literally, oh, I literally shat my pants. It, wait, it's, um, we're good. Is here. So anyway, I remember I used to get gifts from Santa Claus mm-hmm. and gifts from my parents. Mm-hmm. And the Santa gifts were the best gifts. And then oh my, my parents' God, yeah. ones were like the Cute. stuff that I didn't necessarily. Well, I never really had crazy it was Christmas like socks. Lists. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's the essential items. Yeah. So like then Starbucks I remember I was nine and I don't know if my mom was just having a financially strapped year. <laughs> my mom and dad weren't doing well financially. They, I don't know what the excuse was, but I remember I kind of knew from uh, kids in school that mm-hmm. they were like, Santa's not real. So in the back of my head, I'm like, probably isn't real. 
but I wanted presents and I wanted Santa's gifts. And I knew I was going to get great gifts from Santa and mm. my mom and dad. So I need to capitalize and, you know, squeeze all the juice out of Christmas and get double gifts. Yeah. So I was milking it essentially. <laughs> and my mom, astute woman that she is, she knew. And, but I was, I'd say 50, 50 on the line. I believed, but I but also, was, yeah. I was a little torn. 1000%. And I walked downstairs Christmas morning. I said, Oh my God, look at all these gifts. But there's no gifts from Santa. And my mom goes, you know, Santa's not real. Stop trying to milk it for gifts. He's not real. And you know it. So just open your presents and come on. That was it. She just called me out on it. And I'm like, he's not. And she's like, did you really believe? Come on. You know, you're so yeah, smart. Like it's nice. And she just called me out on it. And they just confirmed it then and there for me. And that is so The glory funny. of Christmas the was glory over. She, I know. I love how my mom's so practical about it in the moment. She's like, okay, we can't do this yeah, anymore. Yeah, like, okay, you already know. She goes, you knew the tag writing. We're with, over, yeah. On, the writing on the tag. You knew was dad mine. was on the roof. Exactly. How about you? For me, it was like my grandpa was building this like Barbie dream house for me, which was like the nicest thing in the world. And is my, your grandpa still with us? No. Sadly. Damn it, man. Rest in peace. Really? Mm, tough. Yeah. And so my mom basically slipped up and was like, she basically said something like, oh, yeah, Santa's like doing the Barbie dream house or like he's going to get it for you. And I was like, what? And she was like, what? I was like, I thought grandpa was doing it. And then she just had to like come up with something on the spot because she slipped. Excuse. Yeah. And I and then I started sobbing and I was like, ah! and my mom <laughs> got it wrapped up together for that year. And then we went to Christmas dinner um, with all How the cousins. How old were you, by the way? Probably like seven or eight. Okay. We're at Christmas dinner and my cousin Ian was so adamant on making us know that Santa was not real. And I was like, he's like, he is whatever. And he was like, <laughs> it's literally not. And he's like, and the Easter bunny and the this and the that. And oh, all the kids were just all like, for ah! you. like, we were screaming, crying. And then I was like, mom, please tell me it's not true. And she's like, yeah, it's fine. Next Christmas, I was like, all right, he's not real. Because I, I remember going to school and all the kids were like, yeah, like, if you believe in Santa at this point, you're a child. And I was like, I'm a woman. So obviously he's not real. <laughs> Eight years old. Yeah. And then that Christmas, I went to my cousin, Caitlin, who was like two years younger than me. And I was like, Santa's literally not real. And she was like, yes, he is. He literally gave me like a My Little Pony set, like whatever. And I was like, no. Like, wow. And then you ruined fiction. her dreams. I did. And my mom actually screamed at me in front of everyone. <laughs> and I was like, mom, I'm literally just trying to help her out. Because I genuinely thought I was trying to help her out. Yeah. I'm like, you're being lied to. Get out. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> it's a conspiracy like, theory. Yeah. Don't trust your parents. They're <laughs> lying to you. I was trying to help her. But my mom was like, you don't understand. This is like her childhood, whatever. Yeah. And, yeah. Wow. And then it was over. Yeah, it was over for all of us Donnelly kids. Damn. <laughs> my God. So we have a golden retriever on American Housewife named mm. Luther. He's the cutest little schmoo in the world. I love golden retrievers. They're the best. Because you know, your friends have two golden retrievers. Caitlin and Jason, yep. mm -hmm. two, rescues from Korea. My God. But they're highly intelligent animals. Yeah. Golden retrievers. Not, I'm not going to throw Dookie down the river and say he's not the <laughs> smartest. But Dookie, you know. Yeah. He has a few challenges, <laughs> you know, and like he, and uh, pugs are known as being difficult to train mm -hmm. and they have like they, they want to do their own thing, you know, and I Dookie's my elder now. So I respect if he doesn't if yeah, he wants his shit the in the house, <laughs> take a little shit in the kitchen. Yeah, Dookie. Dude, yeah. I love I'll watch you. I'll watch it's him. Fine, I yeah. literally Dookie took a shit in the middle <laughs> of the living room while we were all in there. And I gave him a treat to praise him for it because oh. I just think. <laughs> Even his poops are the cutest. They're like little, they're like little Hershey kisses. They're oh, like I miss his poops too. I love him. Anyway, so every time Ali poops, like it's like a horse shit. I run away. Yeah, it's different. Yeah, I like leave her there and I run. It's very Just kidding. Different. It's a big dog. Oh my god. Yeah, they're nasty. Anyways. Allie is definitely very hyper and she's so smart too. Yeah. Like she barks at the TV all the time. And if my dad's in the room, she'll grab a ball. So like she just goes like instead of barking because she knows it like annoys him. Yeah. So like she just picks up on things so fast. But anyway, so like there's a dog trainer on American Housewife. And she was like, we have this whole litter of golden retrievers that are going up and they're going to be trained on set until they're five months old and then they're going to come back to LA and they need homes. Are you looking to like adopt one? Because I told her, I was like, if you have any dogs, my mom like really wanted a dog and I wanted one. My dad's like, no, but... Is your dad not a dog person? <clears throat> no. Oh. He's not a anyone person, to be honest. Fair. 
humans, pets. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> Lone wolf. Lone wolf. Just mm-hmm. kidding. He's the best. But he just thinks it's a lot of work. Um, it which is. I it's totally like having get. a kid. Oh, my God. It's so much work. So I totally get it now. And every time I'm like, oh, like, Ali, blah, blah, blah. My dad's like, see? And I'm like, okay. But so we adopted her at five months. And she was like already like trained and came from set. And she's like the best. So wow. That's that story. You, Where was I going with you this? You didn't have to worry about potty training or anything. No. So nice. God, that's really nice. What was I going with this? I have a golden retriever. Best Christmas Allie. gift ever. Oh, yeah. That's what we're talking about. This is where we are. The, actually, uh, this is your best gift ever. Golden retriever getting Allie. That is true. You have a great house here in Los Angeles. Thanks. How cool to be 20 years old and have a <laughs> sick ass house. You queen. Love it. <laughs> yes. I'm so proud of you. Thanks. So your parents are here, mm-hmm. which is nice to have them here. And there's yeah. you guys have your own domain. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, Separate sure. wings of the house, yeah. if you will. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to know this. Yeah. As an only child, mm. do you have a nudist family? In the sense of... A nudist family? Are your parents... Because mine... Okay, I'm going to give you my backstory. My mom and dad are... My dad is not comfortable if changing in front of me... I've actually, he'll usually kind of cover up with the towel. And he's always been like that. Mm-hmm. He's just a lot more, I guess, uh, I, w- I don't want to say shy, but like conservative. Like, you know, if he's in the shower or whatever, I probably wouldn't go in there. For sure. But yeah, he doesn't, yeah, yeah. even sometimes doesn't even want my mom or anyone in there. Like, he's just yeah. more, more private. Like my own space. Like, sure. yeah, yeah. My mm-hmm. mom, on the other hand, I've seen it all. She will change <laughs> in front of me. I've seen everything. And I, my mom's rationale behind it is... I don't mind if you see me changing or if you see my boobs or whatever, Mm -hmm. because one day you're probably going to be taking care of me or changing me or bathing me. That's so true. Or who knows? Yeah. So she says, you might as well see it now when I'm actually happy with it. (laughs) And my Nana was the same way. I would see my Nana. I'd go shopping for lingerie. I'd be in the dressing room with her. It was very comfortable. It wasn't a big deal. Uh, My mom likes to swim and she likes to have the melons out. My mom likes to. Oh my god! Sh- yes, my mom, queen. Sh- yes, queen. As, like European vibes. <laughs> I love it. My mom will be full on swimming in her in her pool in her backyard. Sounds like Barcelona. When but, I went there, I was like. Uh. <laughs> but I remember I came home to visit my parents, and my mom was in the pool, topless, and she's like, "Hey, oh my god, hi, You know, come have a dip in the pool. And my dad's like, "What are you doing?" My dad looks at it like it's so. He hates that my mom's like that. He's like. <laughs> You know, put a bra on, cover them up. What are you doing? I don't think it should be like that. I don't get the whole stigma behind them, to I be honest. Either. I might, I don't know. I don't think I sound crazy. I, I, you don't sound crazy. Like, I don't get the whole thing. I don't, I don't get it. Are your parents comfortable if you see your mom or your father changing or something? Do you, or if I've they see you? I've never seen my dad. No. Never seen your dad in no. the nude. No, definitely not. <laughs> I mean, maybe when I was like, two months old and I was like, like had showering. no idea what was going on yeah no my mom always because when I was younger and I was showering she would always help me like wash my hair when I was like two yeah I remember that for some reason but yeah like I feel like my mom is I don't know maybe she's like changed in front of me sometimes but she's not like topless in the pool or whatever yeah. like she's not but if, no. you, if she's your mom's like pretty changing conservative. and you walked in she oh, wouldn't. she wouldn't be like, oh, she no. wouldn't see. I feel like it's because we're just both girls. So it's just like, I feel like it's normal for girls and maybe for to guys, too. But my dad, he's not like that. Even with yeah. his siblings, he wasn't like but that. But my parents are both pretty conservative, like when it comes to that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It was interesting. I saw. OK, so I've been driving to Orange County to just hang out with my parents. Yeah. And I love being there. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love spending time with them. I don't know how much time I have left. So I got to treasure each moment. <laughs> I always think about that too. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. But I could go on my forever. Dad, we had gone swimming and then my dad went upstairs to change and I needed some aloe or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so I went into my mom and dad's room and my dad was changing and I saw my dad naked. This was recent. <laughs> I saw, I saw my dad's wiener. Oh my God. Traumatizing. But also I saw it and I was shook that my dad and I have liter- never. Yeah. What? Never what? <laughs> what are you? What? No. Oh my god! No, no! Like you've like never like seen him naked I had before. I've never seen my yeah. dad naked before. <laughs> what but think? I'm 31 years old, yeah. and I saw him naked for the first time. And the thing that shook me to yeah. my core uh-huh. was like, oh my god, dad! Like we have matching wieners. <laughs> my dad and I have the like the same. Hit, no way. Different 
the way we groom is different. Different, yeah. I think I'm more of a modernist. Different time, different time. Different time. Yeah, generational. But, yeah, but it was this, it was like looking in a mirror and I was like, oh my God, that's so wild. My dad yeah. and I have the same wieners. That's so interesting. I know. All right, so Meg, got to take a little break. Got to take a pause because guess what? What? <laughs> <laughs> I got an ad. No way. Oh, yeah. We got Let's ads go. on the Love okay. Show. Sponsor <laughs> time. <laughs> we'll be right back after these messages. Here we go. Here we go. All right. So one of my girlfriends is on the keto diet and she's lost 22 pounds on keto. And she told me about a cereal that she's been eating that's grain free, gluten free, soy free, GMO free, low carb, and it's keto friendly. When she told me that, I automatically thought it was going to taste like crap, but it's actually delicious. And I've been ordering it for the last four months in quarantine. So I was so excited when I found out that they actually wanted to be a sponsor on the low show. Uh, No need to send me boxes to try Magic Spoon because I am already eating that guilt free cereal. So most people like to eat their cereal in the morning. I personally like to eat my cereal at night after a little edible moment. Mm, Just give me some almond milk and some Magic Spoon cocoa cereal and I'm thriving. And I love to drink the chocolate almond milk after. Nothing goes to waste. Kids and adults love the packaging. It's so cute. They got four flavors. Cocoa, fruity, frosted, blueberry. Tastes delicious. It's amazing. It's actually one of my favorite things to eat as like a little late night snack because I don't feel guilty after. So go to magicspoon.com slash lowshow to grab a variety pack and try it out today. And be sure to use our promo code lowshow at checkout to get free shipping. Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, as they should be. It's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. So that's magicspoon.com slash lowshow and use the code lowshow for free shipping. We thank Magic Spoon for sponsoring the podcast. Thanks, Magic Spoon. But if I think about it, my dad's measurements at my age, we have the same, we're the same size and everything. Oh, okay. That we're makes both 6'1". We both have, we're, wow. yeah. You're 6'1"? Mm-hmm. I'm tall. Wow. <laughs> like, I knew you were tall, but I didn't know like 6'1". That's like, damn, I'm like 5'3". That's so sad. I know. I think I'm actually 5'4". I need that inch. Yay! Yeah. And then when I dress you. I want to be tall so bad. No. Why not? I mean, well, tall is great, but I mean, you're a little Polly Pocket. Like, maybe you're a little thing. You're a tiny. <laughs> maybe little at least thing. like a five, like a five seven. Yeah, that'd be that'd be so nice. <laughs> five seven would be ideal, right? Yeah. I don't and... know how we got into talking about my dad's wiener. I actually slept in my mom's bed. My dad would like sleep on the couch. Oops, but um, why? I because you until... were sleeping in the bed. Yeah, with my mom up until I was like, like twelve. <laughs> <laughs> What? Yeah. You're what the hell? Like some Your nights dad I would, would sleep on the couch <laughs> until you were twelve years old. Like some nights I would sleep in my Why did you get scared bed. at night or something? Yeah. It's like a whole childhood trauma thing, but it's a long story. Night tremors? Night tremors. No. Do like, you have that? No. I just had like really bad anxiety. I still do. <laughs> um, yeah, but you're open about talking about I your am. anxiety. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to ask you with coping with your anxiety, mm-hmm. what are you doing to handle anxiety? Like what just for someone out there? And I think it's been a struggle for everybody mm-hmm. dealing with this pandemic. I've turned to edibles has helped me with anxiety. <laughs> Sometimes that's what I need. I will Amaze. say cooking is great. I do love mm-hmm. to cook. That's mm-hmm. the, very therapeutic for me. Yeah. Having some time with my parents has helped me a lot because mm-hmm. it makes me feel like I'm not alone. And your boyfriend, who you've mm-hmm. been with for a year and a half, a year and a half, mm-hmm. but it's a long distance relationship most of the time because yeah. he's Canadian. Yeah. God, I love Canadians. Yeah, like they're the best. Is this the first Canadian boy you've dated? Yes. Yeah. He's great. He's amazing. But he wasn't here with you during the pandemic. So oh, yeah. So what? What did you do? What worked um, for you? Just to get like a little cry. tips and tra- <laughs> <laughs> a good Just cry. Like cry. Yeah. Oh my god, good cries are the best. Yeah. For me. I mean, music has helped me so much. There's like songs that remind you of good memories or good things. The Fray. Oh my God. The Fray. The Fray. Oh my, that album. How to Save Save the Light. So good. That little piano intro. I know. Oh my God. It's so beautiful. But anyway, 
Yeah. yeah, so music. listen to the fray. Only the fray and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and also what has helped me is exercising, which is disgusting. But like, <laughs> even if you, literally what like I you're do. You're not someone who loves to exercise. I hate it with a burning passion. Yeah. Um, but I've been trying to get myself into it. It's the worst. Running, I literally can run for like a maximum of like 10 seconds and then I feel like I'm dying. Yeah, but you force yourself to do it. No. Well, so basically what I do is like in my room, I'll play like a song, you know, a playlist for like 20 minutes and I'll just like dance party it out. Oh, that's the best. Right. So you're getting like a workout, but at the same time, relieving so much stress because like exercise is so good for anxiety because you, you know, you get endorphins, you're like sweating out a little, even though I hate sweating. But exactly. Yeah. Or even just going on a walk around your neighborhood, you know. That's really good too. We have to do a cemetery walk. Especially in LA right now, the hikes, like hikes are great. I'm going to take, I've been wanting to. I want to go to that. I'm so intrigued. To go to the cemetery with me. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take you to the cemetery with me. I'm so curious. I It's it's so relaxing to go. And I know people think I'm a total weirdo for going, but here's the thing, Meg. Mm. It's, I feel safe to be there Mm -hmm. because one, it's well-kept manicured lawns. It's pretty. So I still get my dose of nature. Mm. I see deer. I see animals. Aren't you afraid that a spirit's going to like follow you home? I would love that to happen. (laughs) I'd love, like I, if there is a spirit visiting me, I would love it. You love it. A haunted house, I'll take it any day. If it's a good one, if it's like a good spirit, I'll be like, hi. I would hope that it's only a good spirit that visits. If it was a mad one though, I don't know. Well, because if you're like a good person, you have good karma, then you bring good spirits spirits. into your life. Yeah. Uh, But when I go, when I feel safe, too, I don't necessarily have to feel the pressure to because if I run uh, wearing the mask could be a little bit difficult sometimes. Yeah. It's hard on the breathing. But at a cemetery, it's just spirits with me. I usually don't (laughs) run into anybody there. Yeah, because I don't think anyone's. No one's. No, especially when I go. It's like very early in the morning or right when the sun's going down. Oh my god! I love like. Are you at like night? You're like. I well now it gets dark early, so I love. Are you afraid that like Michael Jackson's gonna come out with like hit all of his ghouls? Meg, I want him to come out so bad because I I visit Michael all the time. Michael Jackson's grave is there. Yes. No. Yeah, Meg, I'm I'm with the stars. Yeah, it must be huge. A-list souls and spirits. Like how here. big is his like what is it tomb? <laughs> it's a tomb slash mausoleum. It is located oh in the heart of Los Angeles at Hollywood Forever, and it's in this building that's standalone building. And it's so crazy because wow. there's no access to it. Like you can peek through the window and see his tomb, yeah. and it's one of those like it's above ground, like the tomb. So it's no like way. looks like a king. Well, he is a king. Well, he is a king. He's an icon. King of cop. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the king of cop. He really is. And uh, there's still, every time I go, there are always uh, people leaving tons of flowers and pictures. Oh, I'm and sure. People still f- visit him all the time. That's He's, insane. But you have to be on the list to get in. And I've never been able to wow. get into the actual, to be in the, the building. But I can see it. I can That's stand incredible. outside. I'm eight eight to ten feet away, social distance from Michael Jackson's grave. That's incredible. Yeah, that's a big one. But we'll go visit Michael wow, together. Oh, please. I would love that. Uh, so Honestly, good. like, I just saw this iconic picture. It was like him and Madonna yes, leaving. The Oscars. Uh, yeah. Wow. I'm pretty sure that was it. I know which one. It has to be, yeah. Uh, she's wearing a white dress. Yes. I have it framed in my living room. Oh, my God. <laughs> They're like... It's you and I. What a power. It's what a I. right? You're my Madonna. <laughs> How have you managed to stay so grounded, Meg? Wait, have you done Broadway? But you're going to do Broadway because you're a theater I girl. I hope so. I'm a huge theater nerd, yeah. And you started in theater. Yes. Yeah. So in New York, you're mm-hmm. in theater. Mm-hmm. And then you came here to LA. And yeah. then did you do the whole audition process? Um, in New York, yeah. And then they flew me out to LA for like a screen test and they were like, Yay. And then I out here how old were you 15 oh wow mm-hmm. so at fifth okay wait didn't you book zombies at 15 16 yeah so that's pretty amazing it was like yeah within a year of mm-hmm. starting your career you had booked a major disney franchise yeah that is wild so like head that's of already given you two films that are very successful yeah, yeah. and then at 16 you booked zombies I mean, 
15? What did you say? Yeah, 16. 16. Yeah. When did I you book American the- Housewife? I booked it when I was 15. And then my first day of filming on American Housewife, it was like I turned 16 like that day. It like started on my birthday. So you didn't feel that like major rejection. Oh, yeah. You did. <laughs> From 11 to 16, I auditioned. All the time. Probably three times a week. And didn't get much. <laughs> no, not at all. Wow. Yeah. So it was a good like five years. Of nothing. I was like, yeah, I'm going to quit. When I was, you and must I did have really thought about there, it. But, oh but my not God. enough for you to feel a true sense of success at when those little things that you booked, they weren't like, I got it. Yeah. I booked a series regular. Like that's as an actress, a series regular, a starring role, yeah. a big franchise. You want something good. Of course. And you yeah. hadn't gotten that in five years, 11 to 15 years old. Yeah. You I, love acting. So much. And I love singing and, I was like, I think I should just go back to musical theater because it has kind of everything. And I was just like, there's no way I'm going to make it. And I got so excited about American Housewife because I really thought I was going to book it. And then I was like. Especially with all the screen tests. Yeah, I was like. Isn't that wild about the acting world? You can have all that shit go down. And nothing. And it comes comes down between you and another person. And yeah. And then three months later. I got another audition for American Housewife and I was like... For another character? I thought. I was like, okay, is it going to be another character? Is it going to be the best friend? I was like, no way. I was like, I'm so defeated. And it said it was for Taylor. Like, same role. And I was like, what? And they're like, oh, they they recasted the role. But yeah, so um, then I did like three more auditions. Another screen test. And when I flew out to LA this time, I was convinced I was going to be the only girl in there. And there was like three other girls. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Do they all kind of look like you? Bold brows? No, they actually were all. Or brunette? They look so much older than me. So I was kind of like. And your character is how old? She was supposed to be 14. So I was like, all right. Hopefully this works out. You were 15. Yeah, I was 15. I was like, hopefully this works out. And then they were like. Yay. <laughs> and then now, <laughs> Wait. five seasons later. Five seasons later. Here we are. Yeah. Wow. You've grown up on television. Yeah. How yeah. weird. Especially my TV brother, Daniel. He was 12 when we started. He's like 17 now. Did you have your first Insane. kiss on TV? No, I did not. Got it. But he did. Oh. He did. Yeah. Wow. That's My first TV kiss was with my friend Amar. It was so funny. On American we Housewife? Like, yeah, because we actually became really good friends. It was so awkward. Were you nervous about it? So nervous. Yeah. But you did it. But I did it. It was hilarious because he also had to be like grabbing my butt at the same time. So like every <laughs> the director would keep going lower like on the mic and he was like shaking. I feel like he was. I, we haven't really talked about it since, to be honest, but I think he was really nervous. <laughs> it was probably. At least so- I was nervous. And I was like, it's okay. You got this. You can go lower. It's fine. It's acting. <laughs> he's like, I'm so yeah, sorry. I'm like, it's okay. That's the best way to do it. Yeah, he's great. So while you booked American Housewife, and now mm-hmm. you're killing it on that show, and they have another season, right? Yes. You're doing we season six right know. now. No, we're doing season five right now. Okay. Um, So we're going to find out about season six in like May. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. And in the middle of doing uh, four seasons with American Housewife, then you book. A big old Disney franchise. In between season one and two, I filmed Zombies 1. And that, that was crazy. Did you know that Zombies was going to be such a big success for the Disney channel? No clue. Like, I always wonder if, like, they're like, this is going to be a great thing. Like, it's going to take off. Because they make so many of those movies. And just for yeah. anyone listening out there, the Zombies franchise is very similar from my comparison. My generation loved High School Musical. Oh, God. It's so crazy you say that. So it's High School Musical vibes in the sense of it's a it's a musical. Yeah. And it's, all, like, all these cute cast members, yeah. you know, like, the, it's great. So the casting lady, Judy Taylor, is, like, the sweetest woman in the world. I love her with all my heart. I've been auditioning for her since I was like 11 years old. And every time I went to the audition room, she's like, don't worry. We'll find something. something will ha- yeah, like something will happen because like Judy, I loved her so much. I feel like she loved me so much. So I was like, always, I'm like, eventually someday I'll get my dream and I'll be on Disney Channel. And I auditioned for like every Disney Channel project under the sun. And I like, it was my dream. I was like, I just want to be on Disney Channel. And yeah, this this project came up and I loved it so much. I was like, this is a dream. Like Addison is like the best character in the world. I'm like, this would be insane. 
You play through. the popular cheerleader mm-hmm. who falls in love with the zombie. weird zombie. Yeah. Who's technically the unpopular loser. They're not losers. It's just like the humans just hate zombies okay. just because they're like different and they think they're scary. Wow. But they're not. Doesn't it parallel what's happening in the world? Literally. It's a great message for the young kids. It really is. It's really insane how the reason why I loved it so much is like not only is it a musical and it's really fun and it's like dancing numbers and it's really very catchy, vibrant, like the aesthetic of it all is just so pretty. And like it was amazing. But not only that, it's like they teach kids such deep rooted, so intense messages with of acceptance of acceptance and loving people for who they are and not judging one another, whatever, et cetera. And it's done so beautifully i think oh i so agree i'm I've so seen honored to be a part of like my nephew's obsessed oh my god Every, that's amazing kids love it yeah and yeah so milo and i had no idea i remember though when we filmed someday in the um like the number that zed and addison do and like with like um the zombie safe room okay when we did that number together and we were like someday After we filmed it, I remember like Milo and I looking through each other being like, holy, this is going to be something, something. Yeah. Because like after we did, we watched like the playback on the, on the um, monitors. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Sorry. We watched the playback on the monitors and we were like, whoa, like this looks crazy. Yeah. There's something here. And I'm sure everybody felt that too. Yeah. And we really didn't know how big it was going to be. Like they kept telling us like, oh, like it's going to be the next blah, blah, blah. Like everyone on Disney, this is going to be like this new generation's like high school musical. Yeah. And I didn't believe them. I was like, there's no way. (laughs) Like, there's no way I'm a part of something like this. There's no way. And here you are now. It's insane. You. Queen. I remember. Of the Disney Channel. Disney's darling. (laughs) I, we, Milo and I always look at each other and we're like, how the hell are we here? Yeah. Like, that's insane. Like, we're actually a part of this. It's, it's crazy. And also, like, in the auditions, I remember Milo and I were paired up with two different people. So there's, like, chemistry. For those who don't know, there's, like, chemistry. And when you go into auditions, you audition by yourself, like, a couple rounds. And then they pair you up with... On camera. On camera. So you go into the room. Oh, my God. I have... It's so funny at Disney Channel. There's a like a couple people who like press the camera behind. So like when you're like at a desk, there's like a whole panel of people, and they're so nice because at Disney Channel they make you feel so welcome. So like, hi, nice to meet you, you know. And it's not they're not cold at all. So like that makes you feel better. So everyone's really nice, but it's like a long like white table, and they're all sitting there, and I'm like, like you're shaking. Ten people. Yeah, sometimes it's like ten people. Sometimes it's like five. Depends. Okay. And there's a huge TV screen like right here, and you can see yourself on the TV screen in front of the wall. And I, I, I always look, and I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe I look like that. And then <laughs> <laughs> there's a person behind a camera, so they're filming you, so like, like more executives can watch afterwards. But that little red light that pops up when you press it's showtime. It's, it's literally like the craziest feeling in the world, and you're like, oh my god, this is my chance. If I blow it, like here we go. And so when I walk around the Disney Channel building and I see those people, I literally get shivers down my spine. You get PTSD. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> all your my audition. nerves come back. I'm like, why am I nervous right now? Yeah, it's so funny. How do you psych yourself into doing something like that? For Especially for you because you have anxiety. Oh, I, my, my God. I could imagine. What, do you have like a full-blown panic attack in the car before your audition? Um, sometimes, no. But there's been auditions but where... You have. Oh my God, there's been auditions where I was in the room where I'm like having a full on panic attack. Meg, or even oh, like on set. Sucks. Like, I'll have, I just have to get through it. Remember on Zombies 2, I was like, I went to the corner and I was just like, <laughs> calm down, Meg, calm down. Yeah. <laughs> like crying. Ugh, yeah. That's tough. It's the worst, but you know, I'm like, damn, like, if I can do this, I can. Do anything. Almost, yeah, you know, really. that's <laughs> like, overcoming a major fear. Yeah. Oh, so so in the chem, so there it's like a big panel, and then so you audition by yourself, and then do you do chemistry? So like, because the whole movie, like zombies, like is that and Addison's chemistry has to be like really strong. It's and a lot so we we can give a little story. 
yeah. your character, Addison, and Milo, mm-hmm. the actor, yeah. his character, and you guys are fall in love. Yes. So we Boyfriend fall in love girlfriend. in the movie. And the whole, it's so apparent, like, it had to be, the chemistry has to be really strong because the whole movie is about their, like, love story. And they do this for every love movie or any two lead actors. Um, always do a chemistry read. Always. What's That's next so for you, Meg? What's the next thing? You want to do like a an edgy role, a heroin addict, perhaps? <laughs> What's going to happen sure. to our Disney queen? I'm honestly open for anything. Can you, though, contractually with Disney? Could you do another role, could, like a euphoria situation or something like that? Yeah. Oh, really? You know, I feel like well, Disney not, gets though. such a... Maybe not. <laughs> I mean, it's honestly like dependent on like my decision of what I think. Yeah. I feel like Disney gets such a bad reputation because Disney's actually so chill. At least in my experience. Oh, that's great. They're so chill. They don't have that reputation of being chill at all. I know. But for me, I'm being 1,000% honest. And all honesty, like, I I would totally be like, yeah, like, oh, my God. They're intense. Yeah. They've been nothing but... Maybe it's changed. I don't know. But in my experience, they've been so chill. Anything, they're like, oh, if you want to, then that's okay. I've never had anything... There's just so many rumors about like pressure. I've never experienced that. That's yeah. just my experience. I, I'd say as a stylist, I've worked with a lot of people who are part of the Disney yeah. franchise, uh-huh. you included. Yeah. And the only thing that they're specific about is wardrobe. Yes. If it, oh, that's if so true. That's if there's so true. a red carpet yeah. and it's affiliated with Disney, like the Radio Disney Music Awards. Yes. Or you're doing, I'm styling you for a press tour and yeah. you're promoting the film. Yeah, like no no skin, no. But I actually yeah. totally get that. And I don't yeah, look at course. it like a negative thing because no. I'm like, their audience it's is a like, very young audience. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They don't want like a belly button showing or cleavage. They just yeah. want to keep it conservative. I get that. Cause when I was five, I was watching Gwen Stefani music videos and uh, I had my shirt rolled up. Yeah. I specifically remember I was in the airport and I rolled up my shirt like all the way up to be like, and, like pulled my pants down. I was like, if I was a rich girl and my parents <laughs> were like, what are you doing? And I was like, Gwen Stefani, like I want to be Gwen Stefani. And like that right there is like, yeah, you know, so you're like, Little kids being like, oh, they did it. Why can't I do it? Exactly. So I totally get it. Yeah. I don't get mad at Disney. I, I respect it. Yeah. And they're paying my check. Mm-hmm. So paying my rate. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. whatever. If they yeah. want me to put you in Amish clothes, yeah. that's totally fine with me. Yeah. <laughs> but I could, I have fun dressing you, though, because yeah. you have a side of yourself that's more of like the Disney side. But uh-huh. we can... I don't dress you. I, here's the thing: if Disney says you can't have cleavage on Meg, we don't want crop tops on Meg. We no, want to keep. I don't it even classy. have cleavage, so it's fine. Sure, yeah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but, or like a plunging neckline. No, I know what you mean. Yeah. I'm just kidding. But I'm when not they, kidding. But, but when I'm they kidding. when they tell me that though, <laughs> I look at it like I put you in like a. I remember you did a turtleneck with the hat with the cute little beret. Yes, I did a beret. Cute turtleneck, high waisted. That trouser. was literally one of my favorite outfits I've ever done with was, the long extensions. You had the long hair going. I was like flipping my hair. Cute little uh, Elton John glasses. I I remember. I was just about to say that was the first moment Milo and I were like, "Oh my god!" It was such a great day because, like, not only was my wardrobe just like popping, popping. When we stood out, it, the movie had been out for jump. The first zombies had been out for like two weeks. And there was like over 200 people there, like singing all the lyrics to the song. Wow. That's, that's when, such a surreal feeling. Right? That's what Marlon and I experienced. Yeah, that, we both looked at each other sure and just like you. cried. Yeah, we were just crying. We were like, there's no way. With this is all possible. these little fans. Yeah. And their we were parents. Like, yeah, we were like 16, 17. That's nuts. Yeah. And I had the best wardrobe in the game. Yeah. Look aw. at that. <laughs> so now when I look at pictures, I'm like, ah. Look at that. You can be proud of the outfit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I was inspired exactly. by, for that look by, well, I love Diane Keaton. Oh, my God. Yeah. And she loves a turtleneck. So I'm like, let's do a turtleneck and uh, then we'll make it chic and I young and fresh. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, it was a great outfit. But Meg, I adore you. I adore you too. I want to end this amazing podcast. Let's do it. With a round of rapid fire question let's time. Let's do it. All I'm right. so ready. Here we go. Rapid okay. fire question time. Here we Hit go. Hit it. All right, so Cottage in the Beach or Cabin in the Woods? Cottage in the Beach. Celebrity crush. Celebrity crush. Ooh. Um, One man. Chris Hemsworth. Celebrity but, female crush. Like Zendaya. 
Yeah. She's so beautiful. Fair. Margot Robbie. Love her. She's pretty. Your doppelganger. <laughs> if your belly button was an actual button, Ooh. what would you make your belly button do? Magical power for that belly button. It could do anything you want. Wow. Press it. Something if happens. I pressed it and something happens, what would you want it to do? What would I want it to do? I probably would make like my fart smell really good. <laughs> what the hell? I don't want my fart. You could have that belly button literally do anything. And you just want your farts. Okay. Fair. Yeah, my farts. What to would smell you want like... your farts to smell like? I want them to smell, smell. like. Mm. Cinnamon rolls. Mm. Oh my god! Fresh baked cinnamon rolls. Fresh baked cinnamon like, rolls. Is someone baked? Oh no. my god! Is that no? no. That's just Meg my fart. Just ripped a See, massive how- fart. <laughs> <laughs> what is your love language, <laughs> Meg? My love language. Love language. So you have acts of service, okay. words of affirmation, gifts, physical touch, quality time. I think quality time is number one for you. Yeah, I feel like I definitely think so. I mean, especially with Noah, because since we do distance all the time, quality time is everything is everything. What's something people commonly get wrong about you? Ooh, I feel like a lot of times people don't think I'm as like weird as I am. Sure. Yeah. They don't know. They just see like like blonde white girl and they're like, oh, she's probably mean. Oh. <laughs> maybe i don't yeah. know but you're not at all you're such a sweet thank you i appreciate it yeah human. i'm like oh, farts am i right they're like yeah. who the who is this it smells like cinnamon rolls in here yeah gross <laughs> favorite cheat meal cheat meal i've been eating a lot of oatmeal recently it's kind of weird oatmeal <laughs> yeah i'm like eight years old Get maybe out. i am 46 yeah you are i love oatmeal that's your favorite cheat meal. Oh, sorry. Cheat meal. Come on. Oatmeal's um, actually healthy. Unless you load it up with tons of sugar. Cheat meal. I, I know what your cheat meal is. What is it? I just think you're having a brain fart. What is it? You are such a big fan of this. It's so nasty. It's not my thing, but I know it's your thing. What and is it? And you dragged me there after we went to a amazing Third Eye Blind concert. Oh, Roscoe's. She's a chicken and waffle girl. Yeah. You don't like Roscoe's? It's so overrated. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You know, people say that all the time. It's like egos and... It's literally egos and cold fried chicken. A thigh. (laughs) It's not even the good part of the chicken. I like a chicken breast. A human thigh. Yeah. (laughs) Can you imagine? And they do... I mean, the fruit punch is good. I don't... uh, It's not my favorite. But I do do love an ego, so I don't mind... Roscoe's, but I just feel like... I love their waffles. No, I know what you mean. I like a Belgian waffle. I like a thick, crispy, warm waffle. I don't really... Yeah, I don't really like that. I like the ego vibe. Yeah. Yeah. With like pancake. maple syrup? Yeah. Yes. So good. Put the maple syrup on it. Oh, my God. That's Even your just cheat butter? meal. Ch- nah. Chicken and waffles oh from my... Roscoe's would be your number one. When are you most inspired, Meg? And I'm most inspired? Probably listening to music. The most I've been inspired is like probably at concerts. But now that those are not a thing anymore. Um. Well, for now. Live music is yeah. oh my God. inspirational. Every time I go to see someone play live music, I'm like, I get so much inspiration of like what I want to do. And then I'm like, this is what I want to do. Favorite live performance you've been to of another artist. One of the best performances I've seen was Bruno Mars. I went to oh, his tour in like 2018, incredible. I want to say. Oh my God. If you were to die and come back as an animal, which animal would you be reincarnated as? An elephant. Oh, I love elephants. They're my favorite animal. It's your favorite animal. Yeah. I get it. And they're a matriarchy. Yeah. They're the sweetest. Women rule. Oh, in elephant world? I didn't know that. Yeah. It's not a patriarchy. It's a matriarchy. Oh, I want to watch Dumbo. Oh, so sweet. it's so such a good movie. I cry every time. I bawled my eyes out with that I, scene. Oh, my God. I When cry. the mom is in the cage and she puts down Stop. her little elephant trunk. Stop. He's the- like, mom. Oh, my God. You know what movie I absolutely despise? Which one? Up. I've never seen it. Don't. Is it so sad? Don't do I am it. like emotionally scarred from that movie. Is it a Disney movie? Even just talking about it, I feel like I want to cry. Yes, it's a Disney movie. The mom dies. No, it's worse. What do you know? Be the worse first. Than that? Okay. The whole family dies. You just dies. need to watch. <laughs> we should literally do a reaction video to like the first 15 minutes of Up. Whenever I need a good cry, I watch it. Oh. Don't tell me because I'll watch it. Yeah. But it's sad. Your favorite Christmas holiday movie. We're ending it on that note. Elf. Elf, elf, elf. Will Ferrell. Elf Elf is my favorite. 
a classic. Meg, thank you so much for being a guest on The Low Show. I absolutely love you. I think you're an incredible woman and I've watched you grow from 15 to now 20 <laughs> and I've been, it's been an honor to style you and uh, yeah, thank you for being here, Queen. Thank I you so much. You. I literally could talk for hours with you. This didn't even feel like a podcast. I feel like we were just talking. Yeah, so that's just a shit. This the was shit. the best. Yeah. I love listening to your podcast. So like oh, literally anytime. Yeah. I'm so honored. That makes me so happy, Meg. <laughs> Yay. Well, Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you guys for listening to today's episode of The Low Show. I've gotten the best DMs and I love our little pod community. And there's one specifically a DM I got from a listener named Emily in Montana. And she wrote me and said, hey, low, I literally hate ads and podcasts, but I'm loving the low show. And I actually felt so proud to hear that you got an ad so you can keep this shit show afloat. And I'm enjoying the ride with you. So keep on going low. I'm rooting for you. Puta. <laughs> think that's the sweetest thing. I love you too, puta. I've received other messages that share the same sentiment. And I'm just so beyond thankful that you guys are encouraging and supportive. And God, we need more of that in this world. So thank you for being so kind. And it really does go a long way because th that DM made my day. It's so sweet that someone's like, I'm happy that you got an ad. <laughs> I would think the opposite for a lot of people. So I appreciate that. You can actually follow me on Instagram at style LVR. That's S-T-Y-L-E-L-V-R. Slide into the DMs. I'll have some time over Christmas break so I can respond to messages and keep the conversation going and flowing. Your messages, your comments on Apple Podcasts, the reviews, the five-star ratings are the reason why I can actually keep doing this show. So thank you for taking the time to do that. And I appreciate every single comment. God, they make a huge difference. So if you could leave a little five-star rating and a comment, it really does help so much. So yeah, thank you again for doing that. So next week, it's Christmas Eve. And for most of us, the holidays are looking very different this year. It's a weird year, which is why I want to do a special holiday Christmas Eve episode. And there's a very special guest you guys have been requesting. So consider this a little Christmas treat for the low-lifers. My guest next week is Miss Ariel Vandenberg. So she's one of my best friends, and we used to have a podcast together called The Only Child Podcast, and I loved getting to hang with her. And while we did that show, it was the best, and I'm so glad we're going to finally have a little reunion live on The Low Show for a very special Christmas Eve episode. That's next week for you guys. But until then, stay safe, stay warm, and don't forget to drink your water, putas, because I know you're thirsty. I love you, and I'm out. Keep it moving, yeah, we do.